Hello, and thank you for joining us today on this Ropes and Gray podcast, the latest in our series of podcasts and webinars focused on ESG and corporate social responsibility issues. I'm Isabel Disha, a partner in our asset management group based in New York, and a co-chair of our institutional investor practice. Joining me today is Josh Lichtenstein, an ERISA partner in our tax and benefits group also in New York. Today, we are going to be talking about President Trump's April 10th executive order on promoting energy infrastructure and economic growth. Josh, can you first describe the state of play for the Department of Labor's views of ERISA plans consideration of and engagement with respect to environmental, social, and governance, or ESG risks and opportunities before this executive order? I'll be happy to. By way of background, the DOL has a history of issuing very similar guidance on how plan sponsors may consider non-economic factors, such as ESG factors, in making fiduciary investment or investment menu design decisions. On April 23, 2018, the DOL issued its most recent guidance under Field Assistance Bulletin 2018-01. The DOL explained that the FAB was intended to clarify two prior DOL statements, uh, Interpretive Bulletin 2015-01 on economically targeted investments and Interpretive Bulletin 2016-01 on the exercise of shareholder rights and written statements of investment policy. The FAB stressed that ERISA fiduciaries must not too readily treat ESG factors as economically relevant to the particular investment choice at issue when making a decision. Rather, plan fiduciaries are expected to focus first on economic factors, such as risk and return, rather than sacrificing returns or taking additional risk to promote collateral social policy goals. Indeed, the FAB indicated that plan fiduciaries should engage in a cost-benefit style analysis as they consider engaging on ESG issues, and reiterated the DOL's long-standing position that these factors should only serve as a tiebreaker when selecting between two otherwise equivalent investment options. It is worth noting that a year ago, many anticipated that ERISA plan managers might retreat from ESG investments or proxy involvement, given the heightened uncertainty under the 2018 guidance. That is correct. Like I said before, the legal standard under guidance from the DOL on this issue has never really shifted, but the tone of the guidance has fluctuated between more open to or more skeptical of using these sorts of non-economic factors as a part of the investment decision-making process. We have seen plan sponsors react to these shifts in tone when they consider ESG funds. So how does the recent executive order change the landscape? Many commentators in the press have been interpreting it as a renewed effort to chill the ESG investment market. Is that correct? What what does it say? Well, the executive order is primarily intended to promote private investment in domestic energy infrastructure, and it's broader than just these retirement issues. As part of that, however, the executive order directs the DOL to complete a review of available data filed with the department by ERISA plans to identify whether there are any discernible trends with respect to plans' investment levels in the energy sector, presumably to note if considering ESG factors more has decreased levels of investment in U.S. energy companies by these plans. The DOL is also supposed to complete a review of existing guidance on plan sponsors' fiduciary responsibilities when voting proxies. Similar to the directions from the administration on the DOL's now-defunct fiduciary rule, The department has been charged to determine if any of their existing guidance should be rescinded, replaced, or modified to ensure consistency with current law and with policies promoting long-term growth and maximizing financial returns. 
the department has 180 days in each case to complete its review. This follows up on the perceived shift away from ESG under the 2018 guidance, and it could be read as an indication that the administration wants to see the DOL's position move further in that direction, either generally or specifically regarding the energy sector. So we know that the DOL has been instructed to reassess how plan sponsors carry out their fiduciary duties in this space. What do we expect them to find? How should plan sponsors respond in the meantime? Uncertainty about future guidance may give plan sponsors pause in selecting ESG options or including them on a 401k plan lineup, but we don't know what the direction of any final guidance will be. It is possible that the DOL will indicate that non-economic factors are not appropriate for consideration at all, or that it will increase the burden plan sponsors face in demonstrating compliance with their obligations under ERISA when choosing ESG funds. If the final outcome still includes the tiebreaker rule that has been a long-standing feature of guidance in this area, then the landscape may not shift much, but subtle changes in the wording or the preamble to any new guidance could have significant repercussions on plan sponsor behavior. You can also expect people to read the tea leaves from any supplemental information requests that come out of the DOL as part of the review, as part of their efforts to gauge what direction ESG investing may go in. So what does the landscape look like for 401k plan sponsors that want to add ESG-focused investment options to their investment menus today? Are they able to respond to the growing interest from plan sponsors and plan participants in ESG and socially responsible investing investment options? The greatest challenge the plan sponsors face in selecting ESG options remains the tiebreaker test. ERISA is a very litigious area with an active plaintiff's bar. So plan sponsors who select ESG options must be prepared to document how they determined there was a tie between an ESG and non-ESG option and to defend the choice to consider ESG factors as a tiebreaker. This all operates against the background of a focus on fees and fee-adjusted performance. And plan sponsors who select an ESG option need to be prepared to show on an ongoing basis that it remains prudent to keep the ESG option in the plan both as among other ESG options in the market and similar non-ESG options. Plan sponsors and investment fiduciaries would be well advised to continue to monitor this space as they strive to invest funds in or create investment items that include uh, investment options which will help plans and plan participants to accomplish their financial goals while also being responsive to the desires of plan participants who are interested in ESG investing. Thank you, Josh, for joining me today for this discussion, and thank you to our listeners. For more information on the topics discussed today or other topics of interest to the ESG and impact investing community, please visit our website at www.ropesgray.com. And of course, if we can help you navigate any of these areas, please do not hesitate to contact any one of us.